0: Welcome to Masadi. We are Women, a platform created to entertain, educate, learn, and unlearn. I am the host of the podcast, and my name is Baba Luam Tengenya, a content producer based in Rabecha, in the heart of Eastern Cape. Last week, we spoke about co parenting from a male point of view, the challenges of co parenting, and how. The mother and the father can work together to improve parenting. This week we are kickstarting Human Rights Month, and my guest is Mandy Sama Kunga, Miss Albinism Ambassador. She talks about living with albinism in the Eastern Cape and also the challenges faced by those living with albinism, and also which rights is probably most discriminated against in their community and also what you would like people to know about albinism. Have a listen. Uh, So first question is, uh, how was it like growing up? Because you mentioned you grew up in Mumakala, which are the rural areas, and I'm sure you were probably the first or the only person with a condition of albinism in that time self-esteem and also your self-confidence thank you i grew up in
1: and okay probably i was the only one with albinism because i think i saw other people's albinism here in pe much yeah. much later in life yeah. so <laughs> i've never actually seen a person with albinism when i was younger or smaller mm-hmm. so but then what helped me when i was growing up is that i think i had at home, I was treated like any other child, and we were not really talking about what albinism is or why is this one uh, whiter than the other one. So, but then I think the the experience that actually got me is that like when I went to play, and then um, the children started calling me because then that's the word that is used, um, that is degrading. And I think I went back and asked my grandmother, but then like we were playing, and it was okay because we yeah, we were children, okay. and we. But then it, it turned into a point where, it I was called Ingao, and that didn't that didn't feel right. And then, I think my grandmother like took me to the mirror, and then she explained to me. But now you know what this is how you look. we as you can see, so you literally cannot um let people define you as something that you're not. Mm-hmm. And she, she also explained that we. We are meant to be different. Uh, we do not look like the other person because my late brother had melanin for days. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, um, I would literally say it to my friends when I was growing up, like, no. But then, look, guys, it makes sense. Look at, look at us. It <laughs> makes <gasps> <laughs> like, it literally makes sense. Because, like, my, 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 my mother is, is fair in color. So, the first one is fair like my mother. And then my brother was, like, had all the melanin in the world, and I had none. So, it balanced. Well, my, my explanation was, like, it actually balances because my brother is, like, yo, ha, ah booty. And then there's me. So, it actually, I that's how I, but then... So, for me, um, I think... Yeah, because I'm 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 a people's person and I'm a little bit out there. It did not really affect me because I was told at home, "Bana, we are not meant to be the same." So even with other children, I understood that we are not meant to look the same. We we are different, and I think growing up because I I grew up Ekumakala and then I did um high primary Ekothcot and then I did high school in PE. Yeah. So I think for me, always being the new kid, um, kinda did strengthened my self-confidence wow. <laughs> because now remember in, in, in I think I did Christian in PE and then I literally had to be the new kid at school at, at OIC Kala. Mm-hmm but then get, the thing about the villages is that everybody knows that you are the child of yeah. and they know the family then it's it's maybe it's a little bit easier but then and when you're a child you're seven you're six everybody every kid is the same but yeah. then when you start high primarily you you're you aware of who you are and how different you look And you see those type of things. But then I think for me that helped. Because then by the time I got to high school, I was okay with actually being the light of the world. (laughs) So I think for me that that worked for my self-confidence a lot. Um, that helped me a, a lot when it comes to, to self-confidence and being assured of who you are and being loved as you are at home, I think it plays a vital role into the self-confidence so that even when you meet people, you you decide, but I'm literally not that. And unfortunately... And people will call you names, yeah. regardless. Like you know, people will be mean because people are people, and you know. So I had to learn to 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 differentiate. I had to learn to 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 be okay because on some days mm. when you're not, you not when I'm not so feeling so good or something happened, when a person comes and calls you, it hits differently into what you know. So that's why I say that people must always practice kindness because you do not know what could trigger a person. Because on on, on a good day, I would literally either take you on or just ignore you. (laughs) But then on some days, it will literally feel like, everything is, is, is upon you. Yeah. you know, so I think it helps if the family can assure the child of who she is so that when she goes into the community, regardless of what the community says, then the, the child is, is, is okay. And so, yeah, I think one thing I did struggle accepting is, is, is the being partially blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was when I started failing at tertiary evening. Oh. Yeah, I was like, yeah, "Okay, you yeah, well, this thing is is is, is serious now, because I think in high school, because I've always been partially blind. That's the other thing. I was never not partially blind, but then because I I am a bit talkative, I would sit in front in the, and then I would get the book either you know one way or the other." I would get the book, even if I'm I'm, I'm going to be the one that writes on the board so that I literally get the book to write the notes myself on my book so that I don't. And also, I think, between high primary and then in high school, because I knew, I had to be like, oh, okay, I need to know what's going to happen before so that when it's presented, I'm not totally lost. Mm-hmm. And then I will get my way around it. But then when, because I started, my first <laughs> fail was in tertiary, and then I was like, yo, I care. <laughs> <laughs> and then the that's where I was like okay I literally needed to accept that mm. that's something that I did not struggle with being the only no person in the room or like my personality is a bit <laughs> out there so I think that helped but mm. one thing that I literally had to really accept and understand that it's not going to change is the eyesight and that took time And I wanted to to have a license at twenty one, And the realities of having a license legally were just that. I think that's just one thing that really, really um, made me struggle a bit. Mm -hmm. But how did you like overcome it? I accepted it. (laughs) I think I, I, I think I, I had to come to a part that I had to accept it and understand that that does not define me. Because some of the things that we cannot accept is because of the definitions that come with that. What, For example, I wanted a license. Mm-hmm. The fact that I cannot, dri- I cannot drive legally does not mean that I cannot drive. Yeah. But then when I am not driving, you keep on asking me, why aren't you driving? It's going to take a little bit of time for me to explain to you. So I think accepting the fact that being partially blind does not limit me or does not say anything about me as a person as was the was the, the the point because it affected me a lot in tertiary because uh tertiary is not like high school where you can actually figure out books for yourself <laughs> you literally need all the all the info you need to be present you need to see you so it literally is something that i literally had to be like oh you know what this the fact that I'm partially blind does not really, really uh, define me mm. because then failure sometimes defines you. Yeah. When you fail at something, mm. it defines you. But then when you actually go to the root of because I'm 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 that person that analyzes myself a lot. The mm. roots of the failure yeah. is like I when you know you know you know the reason I am not doing so good is because ever so I think that's that's how I it it, it became a turning point the fact that no i'm just partially blind that's just it and it really doesn't define me
0: okay okay, so do you also feel like do you feel like enough is being done for the inclusiveness of those living with the condition of albinism in society in schools even in government do you feel as an individual that you are well represented
1: Um, I feel like it's not like before. Uh we, we we have to acknowledge the fact that it's it's not like it was before because I personally did not know anything about alpinism as a person with alpinism because at home we weren't about that. Yeah. So I literally had to Google. Now I feel like it's not like it was before because now we have we have people that have paid the, our, the way for us, like the tandoor, uh, uh, the refill are there, you know. So we we see now it's even talked about because I think the thing that was literally talked about when it comes to albinism is the myths. Mm. It's like do you guys disappear or do you guys show <laughs> yeah. HIV? That's because then nobody was saying that. No, guys, albinism is just lack of melanin. Mm. It's got something to do with the genes mm. and yeah. So. There is something that has been done, but it is not enough because there's still a child that suffers at school because the school does not understand that they just need the book to be given the book instead of them copying from the board. It's not enough because we still have barriers when it comes to provision of sunscreens because we cannot live without sunscreens and sunscreens are very expensive. Mm -hmm. So now... it's a daily daily. i cannot i i cannot i literally cannot not have sunscreen but then sunscreen is expensive and then there is sunscreen that you get at the department of health but then the it's not the same for every province in other provinces or in other regions or in other towns when you go to the hospital they do not even consider the fact that you should be getting the sunscreen for free is. They do not see it as a necessity, but whilst our skin is that sensitive and we are open like to cancer, mm-hmm. so there's still a lot that needs to be done in educating even the departments about that. Why is it a necessity? Is it something... How often do we get it? Because people will be like, how often do you use a sunscreen like in days like the previous days i have my sunscreen in my bag because when i come to work when i go out at one the sun is blazing mm. and literally guys sunburn is no child's play mm. and there's cancer as well so now i think for an example sunscreen wise it's not the same for every town and every district where a person with albinism will literally, because of that, get a sunscreen. You have to explain sometimes to the clinic, explain to them why is it a necessity and all of those things. And then there's also a, 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 that part of social grants. Because I feel like when it comes to schools, when it comes to the Department of Health, when it comes to um, social grants, because then, not everybody gets the social grant. Some, some are, 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 be, are even being asked. But why? Why must we give you the grant? Why? What is it that makes it you to be? So there are still those things. Or even, uh, I've got cases where a child gets to be 18. The mother was getting the grant. When the child has to do the grant herself, mm. then when they assist you there, they say, "Bah." You don't need it. Then you, like, it doesn't make sense because you've had, I've had albinism since birth. It's not going anywhere. My eyesight is not. So it's those cases. And then, um, so it's those cases. And we are also now, we are also. You know because we cause we're also here now so we're here for the representation we're here for the inclusion so we literally want we want all those things to be sorted now so that when the next child with albinism gets to be born they're not asked it's part of they get the grant when they're there they also get to get the sunscreens not being asked or the mothers don't understand all these procedures because we also need to make awareness in such an extent that when a mother gets a child with albinism then they do not feel overwhelmed yeah. or do not know what to do
0: yeah. uh, you mentioned also about the myth and the myths of um of albinism growing up do you did you also experience those questions and you know how other because i saw on facebook i think a few months ago there was a woman who lives i think in Kwazakela. Her daughter has been getting, like, cars passing by their home and luring the child into the car. Growing up, do you experience those things of possible kidnaps? Because you know how even other young people, they even get to a point where they're kidnapped and they're killed because people think that you cure AIDS and, you know. Um,
1: I personally did not experience those things, mm. but... Um, you do experience a person that literally wants to... I get people that literally wants to shake hands because apparently they're, they're going to get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, because cause that's basically it. Because mm-hmm. then people believe that we chose things or by, by having a, a part of our body, then they can get to... Like they yeah, believe yeah, they they, they people really do believe it though, because that's what I've experienced. People literally wanting to greet me, or just in <laughs> just a
0: touch, <laughs>
1: just a touch. <laughs> or somebody will literally say to you, Oh, now that I've seen you today, ah, my day will be like your booty. Wow. I would own salary, so <laughs> like if, if I had those superpowers. So, so, people do, do believe those things, unfortunately, sadly, as it is. Mm. People do believe those things, but what I found very interesting yeah. is that the same people believe that believe that you are like you you are lucky like, you are lucky like charm also believe that you are close to your family when they when they Something's d- wrong. Wow. same people mm-hmm. because then it because it, that's just one thing that i literally don't because when they when 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 other families get discriminated mm-hmm. um the 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 people will say, "But now we don't have such things here." But they will refer to you as that, and they will say well, that there's a curse in that family because of that. Wow. Whilst they still also believe, like it's the things that, or you chore HIV, or and all those mm. things, and people actually got abducted and they get killed mm. for zango mas and all yeah. those
0: things. Yeah. <laughs> okay um it is also human rights month um i want to find out from you do you think um government is doing enough or is there enough being done to uplift your rights
1: the one that really speaks to my heart is the rights to education mm-hmm. because um you get a, a point where a child is not accepted to a school like for an example we've got we do not have many special schools, um, and sometimes the special schools are not nearer to the parents' um, houses. So, in the special schools, that like literally, what is done in the special school can only be done in that. Because now, remember, we can do everything. I attended mainstream schools. The reason that the parents feel the pressure with 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 sending their children sometimes out of the town that they're not at. To a special school is because of the treatment that is done at schools remember now that if you are seven year old and then your parent is getting excited about taking you to school and all the friends that you've grown up with they go to the same school when they go to the same school and you literally you, you see your child not coping because even the school doesn't understand even the school feels like your child needs to go to a special school because wow. some parents get you know they they some parents get teachers like in the schools that like, ah, ah, your child must go to wow you understand so for me that that and 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 the right to you know the the, the right to life people must literally understand that we are here. Because we're here to live and we literally not need to be discriminated. If people can stop uh, the discrimination to understand that it's also our right to to live and to live freely. Without being discriminated, without being called names. Because that thing cuts dips. Because that is the main reason or the core reason that other people can't really even breathe properly in life. Or go far in life. Because... Every discrimination, discrimination at home, because sometimes it starts in the families, discrimination in the communities. So those are the ones that I literally feel like we should do more education on those. For schools to understand that the only, the, the only thing is that we're just short-sighted. Mm. We can see the book. We just don't see the board yeah. that that would help that will also help parents not to have that fear of taking their children to the mainstream schools mm. because a parent will make sure that they do not find their child to be discriminated or bullied because even the educators don't understand
0: and then uh, you are miss albinism ambassador <laughs> Um, what does the title mean to you?
1: Um, I think for me, the title means that being an ambassador for change. Um, it means that I get to make an impact for the next generation of people with albinism so that they do not come into communities that know myths. You know, when when, when we birth our children with albinism, they will come into a world that is free and peaceful. Then they do not, you know, they do not go to town and people will be like, Staring yeah. <laughs> and thinking that you bring luck, or so we want for me the title means that I get to be a, a, a I get to be a, 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 a game changer. I get to stand in the gap of a child that um, gets discriminated. I get, to, I get to stand in the gap. I literally get to make awareness. Mm. And I also get to an opportunity to uplift someone, to encourage someone, to empower someone to be the best versions of
0: themselves. Mm. What would you like people to know about the condition of albinism or want them to learn from it?
1: Um, I wish that we can understand that albinism is just lack of melanin. Um, basically. Yeah. That's that's just that, that it's <laughs> a call there's no magic, there's no nothing. What just happens is that if one person if both people have that gene with no melanin, then I come up. Nothing else. <laughs> I it's not it's not the ancestors, it's not don't it's just that two people that happen to meet that have the, the gene that has no melanin. So for me, e albinism is just a lack of melanin. If you have melanin, then I don't have it. Then that means that because i don't have melanin my skin is going to be sensitive to the sun because the sun is the one the, the, the melanin helps in strengthening that the melanin helps in the eyes you know so if people can just when when they think of albinism you know, don't albinism then they must know that albinism just yes, lack of melanin we too yeah. yes just <laughs> basically you know what? that's just it and then i also feel like um because I'm, I'm also... I also had to learn these things, ne? Because <laughs> I didn't grow up knowing that I have albinism. I grew up as Umandi conga like, was it always? <laughs> so, um, now, we, we have terms that... For example, albino. People think that using that term is correct, right? Because it's used. It's, it's what... It, they really, uh, they really don't see anything wrong with it because then they think that it's the correct term to use. again, yeah. but then when you talk about albino, when I when I explain it in simpler terms, I will say that yeah. So it's also like that with albinism. I'm a person with albinism. I am not an albino because then albino. Yeah, then you're literally saying that. I, we, we know melanin and you are the actual condition oh. so i i i feel like we literally people also need to understand that there are terminologies that may are not as nice when they used and so if we can be open up to a society that is willing to learn because i also learned mm. so we, we we are here to educate because I also, the reason I started the activism, I understood, I understood that nobody talked about, nobody talks about genes in our families. Yeah. You're supposed to be born and look like the grandfather of the great-great-great-grand. Yeah, exactly. So when you don't look like anything, like what you know, wow. something wrong. I don't talk about genes. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's why I, that's how and why I started the activism is, is, is understanding that in our societies, in our culture, we don't talk about jeans, we talk about yeah. <laughs> when, like, in like when when the parents are excited for the child and then the child comes, I don't even think they see ins one <laughs> <laughs> For an example, you know, so because talks of a local like I like imagine when I was born, like what? Yeah. You know? and there was no one in the family before. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. They miss in Zawana. They be like, what happened? It's just the genes. It's just the, like, like no melanin. So I wish people can actually understand that it's just a genetic thing, that Muslim women have is gonna melanin, and we just come out and brighten up the world.
0: So, so the correct uh, term is people living with albinism. Correct term is people
1: with albinism, oh, okay. because then with the living, you, you see we also get to learn. Because now I also was saying that I am a person living with albinism, yes. right? Yes. Because if I say I'm a person living with albinism in casa when we translate that, yeah. But then in, when we when we say a person with albinism and a person living with albinism, now a person with albinism means that yeah. when you say a person living with it, it's, it's like something that they acquired along the way yeah. so it's not something that we developed it's something that we were born with so it's a person with albinism so that's the correct term
0: yeah oh wow we learn every day um uh, thank you so much for your time uh, i really appreciate the interview and i really hope uh, many people will actually learn from this interview. Thank you so much for this. <laughs> uh,
1: thank you so much for for having me. I truly enjoyed the interview, and yeah, I hope we can be a learning country and be kinder people. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in, and please do follow us on our social media pages. On Facebook, it's Masadi Dash We Are Women, and on Instagram, it's musadi underscore We Are Women. Have a great week and stay blessed. Mwah.